Welcome to the Have Project Podcast, helping assist veterans every day. This podcast was created in order to help connect the veteran community with the community at large. Today's guest is Jeremy Guarino, a Western New York native, Marine veteran, American Ninja Warrior finalist, Discovery Channel's American Tarzan winner. Jeremy owns a gym here in the Western New York area called BAM, Build a Machine Fitness. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everybody, this is Sean McKinnon from The Have Project, helping assist veterans every day. Uh, I'm here with Jeremy today, and Jeremy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is Jeremy Greeno. I'm from Buffalo, New York, and uh, I'm 32 years old right now. Um, I own a gym in Buffalo, Ninja Warrior and alternative movement type training, and uh, I was a veteran of the Marine Corps. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm here to talk about today, being a veteran and, and assisting my community. All right, Jeremy, let's talk about for a second your certifications real quick before we get into your background too. So I see you had some uh, personal training achievements. Uh, we're going to talk about those for a minute. Yeah, so getting out of uh, the Marine Corps, um, it took me just a little bit of time, maybe a year or so, to really want to start whipping myself back into shape, I think, after relaxing and stuff. And I immediately got drawn into CrossFit. At the time, it was very big. And so I, I went and I got a CrossFit training certificate. I got a personal training certificate. Nice. I, I uh, took a bunch of electives in school uh, over at Erie County Community mm-hmm. College and became a personal trainer. Um, I found a lot of enjoyment when I was in the military doing the fir- uh, personal training and physical training and stuff with my platoons and such. So I, I thought it would be a good fit for me. And I went with that. So I worked at a couple of clubs in Buffalo, and I eventually decided to start my own business um, in a park, actually, <laughs> which is real funny. Got Love some it. Groupons and things. And um, I pretty much never stopped. You know, I never looked back from there. I just kept making steps forward. So that's, that's still what I do now. So I see in your background you have CrossFit, personal training. You have Himalayan Institute of Buffalo with, with yoga. Yeah. So you got some yoga background too, yeah. right? Yeah. Goat yoga or anything like that? No, no goat yoga <laughs> no yet. Goat yoga. Yeah, okay. I, I think I would definitely be up for doing that. Um, but I, I think that contributes a lot to my um, my skill set in general is is yoga and anatomy and, and understanding, feeling good, not just feeling strong, you know, feeling loose, mobile, centered in the mind uh, and having that mind-body connection I think really goes a long way in any type of physical fitness. So... Excellent. Now let's talk about your background. So I'm a Western New York guy, and yeah. so so are you. Yeah. So you're from like Kenmore East area. You're saying right. Yeah. And you went to Cardinal Hara. You're saying right. Yeah, yeah. I went to right? school at Benjamin Franklin on, okay. on Parker near Sheridan. Oh so. yeah. One of, one of the Kenmore, one of the Kenmore, Kenmore systems, kids, right? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, we lived out there for a few years in Gino Pizza Place oh, yeah. and Coach Soccer for Kenton and all that kind of stuff. But I went to Cardinal Hair for a couple of years too back in the 80s. And uh, uh, Jeremy went to Cardinal Hair for a couple of years too, right? Yep. Exactly. All right. Was yeah, it 90s? Not, not, nope, not until 2000. 2000? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm in 87. So. <laughs> okay. So I was actually at O'Hare in 87. Oh, so. wow. Or we won't go there. But, yeah. All right. right. <laughs> so uh, Cardinal Hair. Um, and then the Kenmore East, right? And yes. what type of sports did you play? Uh, I was always into any sport I could get into. Um, I played 
I played so at Kenmore East. I didn't play as many sports. I was a senior. Um, I was. I already knew I was going to join the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and I kind of uh, just took a different path. I was actually just actually. I was running and doing pull-ups and exercising and trying. Preparing. To, yeah, I was Preparing. just in a completely different mindset, and, right. and they wanted me to play, but I didn't. But at, at O'Hara, mm-hmm. I played hockey. Um, I actually. So it was funny. Our hockey team hadn't won a game in five years, oh, and geez. I came and I played. I was a goaltender. Uh, I was a freshman. I was barely taller than the crossbar, and I actually got a <laughs> shutout in my first game. Ooh, nice. So we won the first game in five years. Um, so hockey was a big passion of mine, and I played that. And I did a double sport. I played basketball as well. So it was two sports Excellent. in the same season, and that was tough to keep the grades up and things. But I managed. And then I did another double sport. I did soccer and track. That's what I did at the end of the year. That was my yeah. background. So yep. there you um, go. I, I was always moving, and I think mm-hmm. that that plays into what I do. You know, nowadays it's just something that comes natural to me, and I, I really enjoy. Now, do you come from a uh, military family at all? Do you have like military background in your family? Anything so, like that? So, ironically enough, I don't. And. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I mean, my grandfather, I was adopted when I was uh, seven, but my, oh, I was wow. taken in when okay. I was two. So my dad's side of the family, his father was in Vietnam and things, but we didn't speak about that until I actually got out of the Marine Corps wow. 20 years later. So okay. um, my uncle actually was the first person in my mom's side of the family to graduate high school Hmm. and then um what happened was he actually failed gym class because he skipped school and then he had to go to summer school (laughs) and then after that he somehow found out about you know piloting planes and things and decided to join the air force and he initially wanted to be a pilot Mm -hmm. so that was some iteration for me i was like wow you know he went from being a total schmuck to, to serve <laughs> to his country. To serve the country. He can, I remember him, you know, going to swear in and, and then coming home on leave and things and seeing him in his uniform, seeing how proud he was. He got bigger and stronger and things. And so that's actually what motivated me to go in the Marine Corps initially. And mm-hmm. then I was um, I was actually a sophomore in high school at, at O'Hara when uh, 9-11 happened. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, you know, they wheeled the TV into the room, old tube television, you know, and they we v- saw the, VCR or the DVD? I think it had a VCR attached <laughs> right. to the TV. <laughs> You know, which is right. funny. But they, we saw the second plane hit. And I think it, from that very, very moment, and since there was a girl in my class who had an uncle who mm-hmm. worked on like the 30 something floor. Wow. He ended up getting out, which is great. But she right. was, at the time, didn't know and she was panicking. Wow. I think that just, it like struck so deep. I was so angry at right. the time, which was one of my motivators, I think. It, you know, was, I was just angry as an American. I didn't really understand anything yet. So um, I started looking into it. I also knew college. I had two younger brothers. My parents didn't have a lot of money for me for college. You know, right. I didn't have a scholarship at the time, and I was like, you know, I really got to make something of myself. So I, it was time to apply myself. So that's that's kind of how I got into the military. Um, it really was a. I thought it was worth the sacrifice. I was like, I know I'm going to war. You know, <laughs> I know I know that we're going to be doing some crazy things, and uh, I think that's why I didn't do sports that year. Like I, I knew. I yeah, knew, just kind of knew something was, was happening. Like, I don't have time to play because right. the next four years of my life is not going to be on the soccer field. Right, correct. So I, you know, I really started taking it very serious at that point. And that's something that you know stirred within you. You're saying like, kind of moved your spirit a little bit, and you kind of had a resonation then in your heart, maybe to do something, so you stand up and yeah. do something. So uh, based on that, what you're saying, um, that was 
pre-military. Yeah. Then you ship out of where? Out of Buffalo then, like I did years ago? Map Station yeah, in Buffalo, right? Yeah, Maps in Buffalo. It's, okay. it, it used to be a Days Inn on Delaware. It's some <laughs> other really nice hotel right now. Oh, geez. You know, I'm sure they had a good continental breakfast right. now. <laughs> but, yeah, I went and slept down there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I'll never forget, man. Like, fly, you fly all the way down south. You get to an airport, and they're like, okay, you're going to get picked up from this place, and we're going to take you to Paris Island. And everything's still really chill. You're still a civilian and everything. Oh, yeah. You're in the airport. You got to die. You got a coke in your hand and everything. Quiet before the storm. And you get on this. <laughs> you get on this van, and then they close the doors, and you realize all the windows are spray painted. <laughs> You know, and you can't see any, so you just get driven down this windy road, and you show up to the yellow footprints, man, yep. and it's game on. Yeah, you know, and they're in your face, and time to rock and roll. Yeah, and then you so. hope you're prepared enough, and then you realize maybe I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, people are. Quit. How can you really prepare for that stuff, anyways? You right? When I went to infantry basic in Fort Benning, it was like, I don't know, you know, it's like it's crazy. You, you know? can't prepare for it. it is. Okay, so now in the in the Marine Corps. Right, um, you you were in from 2005 to 2009, correct? Yes. All right, and what type of operations or anything you want to talk about? Any deployments or anything like that? You, you like Fallujah? Or, yeah. So I mean, I uh-huh. I had said that I you know I knew I was going to war and things, and uh, right. they had done the first invasion already. So second invasion was coming up. Um, I had heard about recon. I'd always seen like Navy SEAL things and stuff, and all I could think of was like, if I'm going to war, mm-hmm. I want to fight. Right. I don't. I don't want to be super far away. I just want, I'm either going to be in there or I'm not going to be. And I was like, if I'm going to fight, I want to fight with like the best possible people I can <laughs> fight with. So there I did go. have an inkling of recon in the back of my head, but it was never yeah. an option. There were no contracts or anything. Mm-hmm. So I went in basic infantry, 0311. I did, Par- you know, after I got out of Paris Island, I did that mm-hmm. down at uh, Camp Geiger, my school okay. of infantry. Yep. And I remember a guy came in, walked in with some shiny wings and bubbles there on his go. chest and stuff. And they gave us an opportunity to take the screening for special forces so 67 guys took the screening Mm -hmm. 13 of us made it through the screening that day excellent um i actually passed out underwater that was like an underwater crossover and because i didn't quit they let me try it a second time which i thought was insane and i actually somehow i made it so i made it through there and uh, five of us made it through our four years together uh at second recon battalion yeah um and i'm still you know i still keep in touch with all those guys and things were just cool. So it was a huge attrition rate. Uh, I did a lot, probably a year and a half of training, did jump school, uh, seer school, survival, invasion, resistance, escape. Yep. Um, and then, um, you know, did some pre-sniper, did a, did a lot of mm-hmm. ramp-ups and things, a lot of cool schools. And um, actually seer school, I mean, just as a side note, when they dropped the flag at the end and they yeah. we, they did the anthem after going through mm-hmm. all, all of the the prisoner of war training i literally cried i mean that sure. that was a big game changer uh, yeah. for me spiritually but um, so talk about this for a second now you're talking about the military and how it affect you obviously physically and mentally and now emotionally so you get into the military you get all this training kind of in you i remember being there airborne infantry and airborne air assault all that stuff and and uh then it becomes something else right you started for one reason in high school sitting there yeah right the emotional spiritual aspect and then now at this point <laughs> how would you go back retrospectively and look at that and say when you were in was it a different sense then when you were sitting there in cardinal hair yeah it's just you go through yeah. things that you can't duplicate so you mm-hmm. you're the initial reaction is like okay i want i want to do my part i want to do my fair share i'm a little angry this and third and then you get in and you begin to suffer because that's what training is all about yep. it's different different levels of suffering 
and you see people drop out and, and quit and you see people maybe have unfortunate circumstances like they get sick or they have a family member die or something drops them out of your training group and things and then you're it, you're narrowed down to the select few people each time you go to a new school or it's a deployment or something you're narrowed down to these this select group of people and you realize that you guys have a job to do and you're the only people who can do the job and uh, you start to depend on each other people you don't even like you, you start to really depend on and before you know it I mean you have this bond with these people that you cannot duplicate you can't it's break so amazing. and it really brings you very close to humanity because yep. I think it makes you more empathetical you know or empathetic where mm-hmm. You, you start realizing like everybody's human everybody's going through pain but people people push on anyways and um, you know I think that that gets deeper and deeper as you see suffering in other countries and right you, you know we can talk about that later but sure. mainly in training um, I, I think I really developed as a human being not just an American or anything just by going through those struggles with other people and, and not having the resources I always had and having to learn new things and trust people yeah um, and the trust factor is always interesting too. you got your buddies and who's got your yeah. back and who's got who's your got six your back, man. <laughs> and then I, they said for us it was always like the most dangerous person was the one getting ready to go home yeah. Like we were in the it's jungles because we were in the so jungles true. down in Central America and so that's yeah. where I worked and, and it was like the one that was getting ready to just go home yeah. and even though they had two weeks left which felt like forever back then to us it does, now yeah. two weeks later as an adult know. does it but no. two weeks back then was like he's leaving in two weeks and that's the guy at a jump who's supposed to check your equipment yeah. and you're going can somebody else check this because right, exactly. <laughs> so, he just wants to leave yeah know? his head's so, not in it right so and that's scary there. and that's something I took myself later yeah. is getting ahead in the game yeah. coaching soccer going to college being a parent whatever you know and we can talk about that after the break here in a minute too as we head into to the next section too uh which will be uh, some of the ninja warrior and all that the tarzan yeah. stuff and teaching yeah, but kids i, th- I think the cue for that man is finish the mission like yes. it doesn't matter what you do like if you yeah you, you don't make a, a gourmet plate and not garnish the plate right, right. like you you a, a chef is going to put every single last bit of energy into that and, and i think it doesn't matter what you do you know you, you do it the right way speaking of chef we're sitting in a restaurant right now oh yeah it smells, it smells great so good. It really this does. little pig is giving us the opportunity to come back out again here and if those of you listening out there in the podcast if you hear people working behind us out here they're uh, getting ready right now we're in a closed door scenario right and they're getting ready to prepare for their four o'clock opening for the day and so it smells really good and this is a great place there's and a guy back there with a bunch of wings on a tray just like putting some <laughs> sauce the on them so nicely <laughs> and all the ribs yeah, so i've never been here before but i'll be back it's a great place jeff cook is the owner he's a grand island uh, native and uh, we're going to put a plug in at the break here in a second and um, i encourage everybody in the, in the western new york area rochester buffalo niagara falls jamestown wherever if you take a trip up into Buffalo, it's on Transit and Maine, around the corner of Transit, Maine, northeast corner. And uh, it's a great location, easy to get to, and the food is fantastic. Yeah, you really can't miss Transit and Maine. Yeah. I mean, there's like four intersections in Buffalo that you got to know, and this yeah, is one of them. It's so. definitely one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break, Jeremy, and uh, we'll come back in a minute. Those of you listening, just hang tight and enjoy uh, during the break time. The HAB Project, helping assist veterans every day was founded with the intentions of helping local veterans through donations. Accepting donations of used assistive and mobility devices and distributing them to local veterans and their families for free here in the Western New York area. Find us on Facebook. 
This Little Pig restaurant, American Cuisine, featuring scratch cooking from the East Coast, served in an upscale, casual, hip atmosphere, highlighting local produce and meats. Featuring full bar and wine list, indoor and patio dining, as well as eight seats at the kitchen counter. This Little Pig is the dream of Jeff and Mandy Cook, an upscale restaurant and bar featuring American cuisine made from scratch and served in a warm, friendly, casual, and unique environment. Find them online at www.thislittlepigeats.com. Their location is at 4401 Transit Road, Williamsville, New York, 14221, at the corner of Main Street and Transit. Now back to part two of today's podcast session with Jeremy. Hey everybody, this is Sean McKinnon with The Half Project, helping assist veterans every day, and we're continuing on this podcast session with Jeremy. Um, Jeremy, let's talk about um, the end of the military career. Um, you said you'd gone to Fallujah, I believe it was, right, yeah. and some combat missions or something maybe. What was all that? Yeah, so as a, as a recon Marine, you don't, um, I guess you're in the front lines, but a lot of times your whole mission is to not be seen, not be found, so a lot of times you're behind enemy lines. Uh, and just doing surveillance missions and, and kind of getting intel. I mean, they always used to say that there's no there's no replacement for eyes on the ground, no matter how many cameras and drones and stuff you have, at least not Correct. at that time. So, you know, eyes Correct. on the ground, that's what we were doing. And uh, a lot of insertions, kind of got to drive out in the middle of the night and things. Um, but I think, uh, you know, to just to wrap up my deployment, um, you know, uh, I was we were very grateful, that, you know, not to take... Uh, casualties and things and we helped a lot of communities uh, we did um, we did we did have some missions where we would be out give, doing knock and talks as they call it so you're knocking on the door uh, you know you're kind of just asking the people who they are where they're from and things and a lot of times you could give them water and give them some snacks MREs whatever we had if we had care packages we would share uh, I do there's just a distinct moment that I, I talk about often which is uh, I, I gave this girl a bottle of water once Mm-hmm. And she, I, I've really never seen a smile like this on anybody's face. I mean, she was so grateful to get this bottle of water. And she was probably only four or five years old at wow. the time. Uh, but I could see in her face that it meant so much to her. And she, it was, you know, a third of her size. And she turns around and, you know, runs runs the thing home. But it really just dawned on me, like, how good I had it at home. How Isn't that amazing to think that? We have it in America. Right. And, you know... You know, not to be inappropriate at all or anything, mm-hmm. but like yeah. you know, we're we're using the bathroom in clean water, and, <laughs> yeah. and we're flushing the toilet nine times a day, and we're yep. we're dumping out <laughs> our bottles of water and throwing the plastic on the ground over yep. here. And these people are walking a mile and a half to a well and carrying buckets. And um, with yeah. that being said, watching them work. Yeah. Watching the women and the young children work, watching the work the ethic work, that they had too, right? Seeing the way that they can squat yeah. down on the ground, yeah. pick things up, move, <laughs> carry things. These yeah. little, these what what we would call little people in America are so strong. Yeah. You have no Correct. idea in these third world countries, and it's really a shame. Like at yeah. what, when you come home and you see people like taking their health for granted and stuff like that. Totally. So I think like that all morphed into okay, I'm on this planet to help people. Yeah. This is this is what I have. To give this is what you know I I come from and this is what's out there yeah and you know you can provide so much better for this this and this so I, I kind of just got this like whole collective idea like whatever I'm gonna do I want to just like help my local community and 
being that I, I'm good with movement and I enjoy fitness, you know, and then having the military background and such like that and just being a person who cares, I think all of that ties really good into doing a ninja warrior gym, doing personal training, teaching people a foundational movement in yoga. It's uh, great it's, really to, it's great transition. to be able to identify an issue, right? And then be able to try and help solve it too, because a lot of us can identify things, be armchair coaches, whatever they call it, right? Watching bills or some muffled bills yeah. here. Right. And they can yeah. tell you all day, this is the problem, this These is the problem, this is the problem. Right. This yeah. is the problem, right? And we get tired of that. Savers fans and stuff, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean my my thing, like you were just saying, what I'm honing in on, what you're saying is is identifying a need and then trying to take your gifts and talents and be able to help that need locally, community, yeah. right? And I always tell my kids we're blessed to be a blessing. And so our gifts and talents that we're, we're that we've been given are for the community at large, basically. You know, yeah. they motivate us, they move us. We have strengths, we have all that. But uh, we're not going to get into a personality test today. But you know how that what I mean by that. 100%. So, so the thing is, is you get out of the military, right? Now. Eventually, you find your way into the ninja, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. How did that happen? I might have been being an armchair coach that day, <laughs> sitting on on YouTube. And you know sure. what it was? You know. Yeah. So we're watching these CrossFit videos, and, okay. and I want. I'm super competitive. I was always right. competitive in the Marine Corps. I always did obstacle courses in the Marine Corps. I mean, I never never put two and two together until I was like sitting on the couch doing uh, yeah. watching Ninja Warrior one day. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I was like, I could kill an obstacle course, and I haven't done one since training. Right. Not for fun. Right? What year was the? What year was this that you were watching? So that this is about? 2000. 2012. 12, okay. Yeah, this is 2012. No, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to apply for American Ninja Warrior. So I applied 2012. I don't get a call. From Buffalo, right? From Buffalo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I I find out what I got to do. I'm like 26 years old at the time, and I just figure out that I can do a backflip. Like, I always (laughs) wanted to do one in my life. I had been working out and stuff, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to try this. And I I do it. So I, I get some confidence under my belt. I apply for Ninja Warrior. I do it two years in a row. Um, at this point, I'm running personal training out of my apartment. I got a chalkboard on my wall. All my <laughs> furniture is in the attic. I'm using my living room as a personal training studio. You are and taking over the environment. I really you're, am. You're I'm asking the for forgiveness. You're owning the environment. Right, yeah, I'm not asking for permission <laughs> yeah. at all at yeah, this point. Gotcha. And, um, right. and they call me. And oh, they call sweet. me and I get this call and I'm like, I, I'm, in the, I'm in my gym at the time. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. And... Um, by the time they called me, I had actually just moved a lot of my equipment into this new space. So I'm in like a new facility. All these things are happening. I end up going on the show. Um, and where was the first part of the show? San Pedro, California. Okay, gotcha. Um, and they basically call me a few weeks before. They're like, hey, you got to fly out in two weeks. Whoa. I'm like, geez. Oh, okay, so yeah. me yeah. and three of my friends all came out to watch, and I made it to, to the finals, military finals. Yes. Uh, and this Excellent. is the military, only time Ninja Warrior ever did a military special. I remember it, so too. I'm, I'm super yeah. blessed to be able to be a part of that. Well, it's like a group that you can't really live down in. Yeah. Um, and then they, they actually flew me out to Las Vegas to do uh, the finals. So you went out to California, did well. Came yeah. back to Buffalo, yeah. flew out to Vegas for the yeah. finals, which is the show I saw unfortunately I didn't recognize you then because yeah. I was here in Buffalo then but I didn't recognize you then so um, so you went out there and talk about the people that won that day or something you were giving yeah, me some background so, I mean, I was out in Vegas yeah. and, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of support from Buffalo and stuff so I've, I'm out here in uh, in Vegas and I am falling on the jumping spider but I can't tell anybody yeah and oh, so right I see so you're back before it's on TV well I'm not back no? yet well okay. I am back before gotcha. it's on TV but at this yeah. point like I'm out here and uh, so there's <laughs> There's four stages, and I fall on the first stage. So oh, Ninja Warrior expected me to make it to stage two, so they actually yeah. 
had me out there for another two days. And they said, you have the option to fly home early, but the tickets for then, you can stay till then. If you yeah. want to extend to see the world finals, you have to wow. extend. So I was like, I won't extend, but I will watch, you yeah. know, at least stage two and three. So I watched stage two and I watched stage three and people are making it so far and I end up flying home. And the day mm-hmm. I fly home, yeah. somebody won American Ninja Warrior for the first time. Oh Jeff, Jeff Britton ended up clearing yeah. the course first awesome. and Isaac Caldero finished it right after him three wow. seconds faster Jeez. and won a million dollars. And that's wow. never happened before and it hasn't happened Unbelievable. since. Unbelievable. So when people ask me like, hey, what's <laughs> See, your the episode? The group you were part of was I'm, like I'm that like, group. well, yeah. I got 12 seconds online, but wow. you know, the reason is... yeah. Some big things happened that year, and I got yeah. overshadowed. So, it, so it you amazing. went from the you did great on the ninja. We're proud of you, Buffalo, right? Buffalo, yeah, yeah, it was good. very cool. Then the Tarzan. What's this Tarzan thing? Uh, producer that for from American Ninja Warrior had called me and, uh-huh. and said, "Hey, we're, we have the show. We think you'd be great for it. Would you like to do the part?" I was like, "Sure." Um, calls me back and says, mm-hmm. "Hey, we actually took somebody else." Long story short, this this guy they were going to take didn't get some passport issues taken okay. care of. And they called me back and again. They're wow. like, "You have two and a half weeks until you need to." Leave. I'm and like, where are you going? Producer. So they're sending us to uh, the Dominica, which is in the Caribbean. Wow. So I went, you know, to Capella's, got got all my gear and hopped on a plane. And what was the name of the show then? At the time, they were calling it The Discovery Project, right. which was Discovery's first reality TV show. That's why they called it The Discovery Project. And they yeah. ended up naming it American Tarzan. That's amazing. And then how good yeah. did you do on that? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I won the show. Um, yeah, that's I, awesome. I, I did... I, I, I had some friends tell me don't come back if you're not going to win so um, no, <laughs> the but competitive side came out you know being a recon marine yeah. having so much survival training and right. stuff um, I, I did find it easier I think than others to adapt to the environment um, I mm-hmm. was a great swimmer and uh, you know navigating the island and the rivers and the creeks and stuff I think it's just it was all second nature to me um, finding finding water purifying my water finding food things like that yeah. and, and I mean I did I, I ate some termites I tried to eat a certain sea <laughs> urchin I won't oh recommend gosh. that to anybody it's terrible we won't recommend it to Jeff here at the restaurant no I don't think they want to do that one no, no. <laughs> even with cool barbecue I don't think that'll work yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna turn out well is there anything online that people can find if they're listening is there any YouTube clips do you there's have anything always yet? bootleg YouTube oh um, boy. it was on Hulu yeah. and okay. uh, I'm not sure if, if Hulu still has it on there or not but I know that it's on YouTube and I, I'm sure that it's on some platforms around alright um, sometimes I like to put in, those you listening go onto the have project yeah. uh, Facebook page and I can put things on there and links and different things as I'll tell you what on, I'll, so. I'll see if yeah. I can find some links and we'll see Excellent. if we can get Let me, them on there note that because right? um, it quick. is a cool show there's some there's some awesome people on the show I, I have some great friends from it so it all cool. right now I don't want to cut you short on time so I want to get into the BAMP real quick yeah. now Jeremy's got this great gym that my boys have even been a part of uh, Jacob and Liam love it there yeah, and awesome it really kids. helped them and Liam will be back soon for that so um, explain to us BAMP what does it stand for build a machine fitness all right and you just you, when did you start that now so i ago? started that in uh i actually got um i got fired from the buffalo athletic club for doing a crossfit workout and being too loud and there you go. Uh, the next day <laughs> i went downtown i got my dba yeah i just thought of the name you know i want to build a machine and yep. that's what i called it um so build a machine fitness and uh where's build a machine fitness before we go any further what's we're the location in tonawanda we're, we're block north of sheridan on school street in School Street, which is close to Kemmer Mercy, which yeah. is kind of kitty corner. Uh, yeah. So Kemmer Mercy is like the southwest corner. You're like northeast, kind of behind a, a dialysis clinic. Yeah, exactly. Which my wife used to be a nurse at years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so did McGrath, Aaron McGrath. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Nurse she too. So these are all people for your podcast listeners. Yeah. These are people at his gym that we all kind of know. And that's uh, a great facility. 
And uh, so what are the ages that you're reaching with the BAMF gym? You're doing Ninja Warrior, you're doing what? So explain what you, kind of stuff you're teaching and what ages. Yeah, so in a nutshell, mm-hmm. we're, we're a functional movement facility and uh, we do anything that, that involves getting up, over, around, and through obstacles. So it's really using your fitness um, for the best. We do have like Zumba and group training and, and general fitness and things, but we really specialize in creative movement of the body in many ways. Um, so parkour, ninja warrior, flips and tumbling, those are our branded classes. Which my kids absolutely loved. Like the parkour, yeah, the Liam, ninja warrior stuff. Yeah. Like Liam loved all that stuff. Yeah, so Liam loved the ninja. Jacob loved the parkour. The, yeah. And he's good at it. He really practiced. Yeah, and I was very yeah. proud of him. He's still, he's still, they still identify themselves as that. My kids have gone to the gym under Jeremy and his coaches there. And you get, it's a type of gym where Jeremy's hired some really good people that he cares about, I believe. And these yeah, people care about kids them, right? and the real people persons. And, and so you become kind of like a family there. It's more than just checking in, uh, doing some stuff and leaving. You're actually, uh, connecting with people yeah. at your gym and that's yeah. something you know I'd like to throw in there as much as you know about your gym uh, from a customer point of view you know it's a very um, very connected connectivity kind of thing connectivity so that's yeah. that's something you experience in Jeremy's gym so what's some of your favorite ages then you're talking about preteens earlier with me yeah of course we started three yeah. years old so we have our ninja tots and yep. uh, you know little tiny ninjas we work on hanging off of a ring or just <laughs> jumping with two feet you know and, and so I, cool. I, I teach people <laughs> all the way up into their 60s and 70s so um, not to say that any one type of person is my favorite but I I do really enjoy teaching preteens I think that they're a super moldable age they Mm -hmm. are so fearless and you can you can really teach them like almost anything as long as they have the confidence to do it they're strong enough to do it at that age so that I get a lot of enjoyment because the progress comes fast Um, I think long term I Mm -hmm. I like training adults yeah uh, because I do like showing them that it's possible it's never too late um, there are, you know, you're not going to do everything. Right. You, you, nobody's going to do everything. So if you come into the gym with that mindset, you're probably going to leave because of yourself, not because of us. Right. If you're ready to just learn something, you will find progress. And and that's my favorite thing because people don't ever expect to do the things that they do. I've seen some of the guys, like uh, my brother Mike, yeah. you know, my our, our veteran brother. Yeah, Mike Shanley. Yeah, Shanley, yeah, doing great and stuff, right? The Gosses yeah. and the McGraths and all these yeah, are adults. Aaron, for those of you listening out there, they're doing great great as adults aren't they yeah Erin couldn't yeah. swing on one ring when she got there yeah, and, yeah I don't I'm not picking on her at all no, I mean no. this woman now she does eight or nine rings in a row <laughs> she's at my fitness class Erin does yeah. 1200 reps of abs every week oh my because goodness. I told her to yeah right and she does it <laughs> compliance she's killing it compliance in rehab circles it's the compliance that makes a difference sometimes you know what I mean yeah. and I remember Mike was I remember when he was first coming around trying to get the uh, the bar um, what you call it? The, the salmon ladder the salmon ladder yeah yeah, and stuff like that. So it's cool to see some of the adults sitting there watching my children go, but then to see the adults do it too is it's so inspirational. It really is, and um, they have goal. They they don't realize that they can make it on American Ninja Warrior, right? You know, because it's really about your story. Yeah, um, it's really about your story. It's about what you have to tell people and teach people. It's not just about being a good athlete. And so that's, I know, a passion of yours is getting people to that new level, the breakthroughs, the, when they feel like they can't do it, and then you take your competitive edge and kind of put it on them, actually, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I learned something years ago. You, you teach what you know, but you mentor who you are. Sure. So, like, with that's you great. watching you through the years and stuff, you're kind of giving that passion to, like, a lot of these people, like, the movement type stuff. You're really encouraging people with that. And so I encourage anybody in this area to check out the, the website. What's yeah. the website? Yeah, so it's... Uh, Banff, mm-hmm. B-A-M-F, 
Okay, and the facility, what size of it? What's kind of the So we have two floors. We have two basically 5,000 square foot floors. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, upstairs we have all the Ninja Warrior parkour, spring floor, and stuff like that. And then yeah. downstairs we have group fitness training and Zumba. Um, and, and so it, it's an ever-changing space. We're always trying to add new things. And, um, yeah, it's cool, man. It, like you said, it's a family environment. And I grew up hanging out at the skate park right. or indoor skate parks all the time. And it's just one of the – it's kind of the same. I mean, I, I throw skateboarding videos on the TV or parkour <laughs> That's true. videos on the TV. And we just Got we all the videos out. going. That's hilarious. Yeah, we hang out. We get motivated. <laughs> We're like, what's possible? And right. we try it. You know, I like so. the railing, the handrails. For those of you yeah. who watch uh, par- our parkour-type people, they're always going up and down. They have handrails in his gym like they you know and the, and the, to see people get on they can't do well kids even adults whatever and then later come back and, and they're going across the handrails it's kind of yeah. cool they and wanted that, to that, get rid of that really they, they well we had to put a firewall up so oh, they were like oh we got to cut this railing out wow. and i was like you could leave that right in the middle really the that's funny yeah i was like you're not taking that <laughs> no that's a that's a parkour per, it's yeah, a parkour it awesome. obstacle i was it's like great. that's perfect <laughs> and the half wall where do you have, what do they call it half pike or something the, the oh the warp wall the, the warp running wall, yeah. warped wall yeah yes. that's probably the most iconic it is every time like i see a new person come in they're staring at that so i'd be a parent sitting there watching my kids and then i'd see another new parent come in and they're always staring at it like can my kid get up there yeah could i do that you know and we're sitting there talking as parents while you're coaching the kids you know and sometimes there's always that discussion i wonder if i could do that yeah and jeremy's got like this this like window kind of thing through yeah built in it so you can kind of like get through it at a lower level than the top level right i've been told that uh i was by many people that they've never seen that it's so cool the first wall with the window in it yeah with the window in it i love it i just did i was like you can't climb on top of it we gotta go a certain point it's like what 60 percent of the way through or something like that nature and you can kind of just get through this area instead of having to try and go all the way to the top yeah the windows it's at nine feet which is perfect for the younger kids and um yeah the the wall's like 13 and a half feet so it's almost a full wall it's amazing. I encourage everybody out there that's listening to uh, check out the website, uh, to stop by, visit Jeremy. What are the hours? Are they kind of off the wall for you? They're different. What's the hours yeah, are, basic are fairly hours? strict um, okay. all week? I mean, there are some morning classes for adults, but generally right. at three o'clock every day after okay. school, the kids can come in for open gym from three to five. So you can consider it like an after school program there. Then we do our main classes, and we have another open gym from like eight to ten. That's a general weekly schedule. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, we do ten birthday parties. So oh, we do the birthday party. Yes. On Sunday. It's an unlimited guest birthday Unbelievable. party. Unbelievable. I mean, kids have 30, 40 kids. You know, they invite their whole class. And I've parents, met kids at my son's happy. school. At yeah. Liam's school, I've met kids that have gone to these parties. Yeah. Even though I didn't know them from your gym and known them from my son's school. Yeah. So it's funny to see that. We're like a couple towns away. Yeah. We're out in Williamsville and stuff in right. East Amherst, and so we're a few towns away. But we've met kids that have been in, so I think it's great to know Jeremy and to see what he's doing there and the progress he's making. So, Jeremy, as we wrap all this up, um, any type of future expansions to open another gym, online instructions, what type of future expansion yeah, you're looking so- at doing? So, I mean, I think we're, we definitely want to expand our space to be able to offer uh, more services. I, I really do eventually want to break into some of the uh, more radical disciplines like the break dancing and, Ooh, cool. and having the dance studio downstairs. And um, I, I want to enhance the fitness area. And, you know, maybe sometime we'd, we'd franchise or we'd open up another location. You know, we'd love to do something in the South Towns. Everybody says it. Excellent. I, you know, we're not we're not there yet with. Banff, but um, 
I, I definitely do want to get involved too, you know, with with the veteran community as well. And I think in a couple of years, when I when everything is culminated and my mm-hmm. I'm not as busy, I can definitely apply myself. So, yeah. um, I you know I, I always love having uh, having service members and veterans in 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 the gym. You know, we have all the flags up and everything, and it's a it's a super friendly community there, and it, it's a tight knit community in Buffalo in general. It is. So it's a nice place to be. Jeremy's also a place too that if anybody's around town and they want to donate walkers, mobility devices, uh, anything of that nature for the Have Project, yeah, uh, feel free to stop in as Jim and just drop them off. Yeah, uh, we drop take them aluminum off, crutches, not the wood ones anymore. Nobody really wants them anymore, but aluminum crutches, walkers, uh, wheelchairs, anything of that nature. Reach out to Jeremy too because uh, he's also partnered up with me in the Have Project, and he's uh, what I would consider a donation center too. I mean, yeah, you never absolutely. know where the Let donations come from. Moving it, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, yeah, this guy's in up. shape. So those of you who want. To Check out the video. You know, you you'll see you'll see Jeremy's in good shape, and he continues on, and pushes on, don't you? Yeah. All right. Well, Jeremy, we're gonna wrap this session up today. I thank you so much for coming out. Yeah. I appreciate it, brother. And uh, we'll we'll check in with Jeremy hopefully down the road too, and see some of these future changes taking place. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Find us on Facebook. Thank you to this little pig restaurant at the corner of Main and Transit. If you'd like to get a hold of us, or you'd like to be a part of the HAVE Project, or you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at haveveteranproject at gmail.com. Thank you, and please look forward to our next episodes of the podcast sessions for the HAVE Project.